Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I had some great news this week. I got a message from Chartable saying that the Apple podcast ranking had moved up. And so I'm in the category called the how to category. And there's our million podcasts out there. Let's be real, right? And so anyway, I took a look at the chart. And I couldn't believe that on one day this week, we ranked 29th, which is top 30, not bad. But then a couple days later, we ranked at 19 top 20. Can you believe that? I am so excited. And it's all thanks to you guys, the listeners. So I appreciate you coming back every week and listening to the podcast and taking in the information. I hope that it's helpful for you. If you wouldn't mind just leaving a review or sending me a message on Instagram or Facebook, just telling me what you think of the podcast and giving me some ideas or suggestions that you want me to talk about. I would so appreciate that and I will respond to you personally. So thank you again for the love that you're showing for the podcast and I hope to continue putting out the episodes that you guys find useful. So this week, it's going to be a little bit different. Normally, I do my research. I make sure I I have information that's solid facts to share with you. I have an action plan. I'm teaching you a lesson. (laughs) But this week, it's going to be a little bit different. And it's just something that has kind of come on my heart to share with you and talk about. So I am not a counselor, marriage counselor, relationship counselor. I am a money coach. Let's just be real about it, okay? So, but I can also share my experiences. And I thought this is something that you should consider when you maybe have a relationship with someone and money is a hot topic. I'm sure that most of you are aware that money issues can be one of the largest reasons why there is relationship breakdown. And I actually don't know why that is, (laughs) but it just seems to be a bone of contention when it comes to relationships, probably because the two people in the relationship have differing opinions about how money is to be spent, how money is to be saved, and what the goals are. So I thought we kind of just chat about 
conflict resolution when it comes to money issues. So what I've noticed is that there's a couple different ways that people treat money when they're in a relationship. And what a common one is, if there is constant discussion about money and there's a disagreement, sometimes the answer that they think works for them is to just divide everything down the middle. You make money, I make money, we pay equal amount of bills, and whatever's left is for us to spend. Now, it sounds like a fairly good theory. I mean, why would that? Why would there be anything wrong with that? Well, the long-term planning can be a problem because how can you long-term plan when the remaining of the money after the bills are paid is spent on quote-unquote whatever, right? There's power in numbers. There's power in working together for a common goal. And so when you split the money in half, first of all, you lose purchasing power. You create a credit score that is could be differing. Someone could have a saving habit and the other one could have a spending habit. And so now your credit scores are different. So if you try to come together to perhaps purchase a home, you're going to have a problem because you're not on the same wavelength. You're not on the same credit score and you probably don't have the same amount of savings. Another problem with this method is that what if one person in the relationship loses their job? Now what happens? You have to sort out how to cope and manage through that situation. And if you're not prepared, you haven't had a joint plan with an emergency fund or any kind of savings, then one person's going to feel resentment for taking care of the other person when they're down. Really? A recipe for disaster. Now, I think this particular topic is probably the main reason why there's breakdown in a relationship because of money. And that's the four-letter word, debt. I mean, we all come into marriage with baggage, right? Like we have our own personal issues that we dealt with growing up as a child, how our parents raised us. And now we're coming together with your partner and there's baggage. And in that baggage, if we open it up, we may find some debt. And again, sometimes, you know, it can result in a little bit of what they call money infidelity. Honestly, I think that's just a fancy term for just lying. It's important to be open and honest with your partner about what it is, first of all, that you're bringing into the relationship, maybe how your spending habits have developed over time, and how you plan to react moving forward. It's funny because the second episode of this podcast is talks about your money personality. And I need you to go back and listen to that one. It's so important. You need to determine who you are as a person when it comes to money. And you need to share that with your partner, because they may think that you're a totally different person. And they're that you're on the same page because you have so many commonalities, you know, you have a great relationship, you don't argue and, you know, it's all good. But then those those personality traits tend to come out after you start to know the person for a long period of time. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know where that came from. (laughs) So take a listen to that episode. I had done that. that was my second episode of this podcast. And that's how important I think it is to know who you are, what your personality is when it comes to money and share it. Then the other thing that I tend to see is the power moves. 
So one person in the relationship makes more than the other. It's going to happen, right? It's likely that both make the same. However, there's nothing wrong with that. What happens is if the person that is making more money feels that it entitles them to have the money-making decisions, that is where there can be problems in the relationship. If things are above board and you're discussing what your money goals are, you're both on the same page, who makes what is irrelevant. So I want you to make sure that you understand that because it's not about how much you make, it's the discussions, it's the being on the same page, it's being open and honest. These are the things that are going to make your relationship with money and together as a couple healthy. And then there's the kids. (laughs) So if you're at the point in your relationship where you have children with your spouse or partner, that is another whole layer. Because again, parenting is another thing that people could have totally different ideas about. And so Again, when it comes to money, that always seems to weasel its way in and be a factor in your parenting decisions. So an example of this is, you know, maybe when you were growing up, your parents provided in a certain way. So for example, perhaps they gave you an allowance, perhaps they bought the clothes and items that you wanted, or they could afford it. But the other partner didn't grow up like that. There was no allowance. You just did the chores around the house. There was no buying of the nice things because perhaps they were in a different income bracket. So you're coming from totally two different types of parenting styles. And the way they parent could be the opposite of what their parents did, or it could be the same. So putting children in the mix makes an added pressure to that relationship. So if you have developed some good practices and behaviors before you've had children, then you know, it may naturally just kind of fall into place that you're on the same page. But if not, it just adds another layer to frustration and discontent when it comes to dealing with money problems. So how can we change these things? How can we make our relationships better when it comes to money? So again, I am not a counselor, but I just thought I'd share a couple of ways that you can use to work through a relationship if you're struggling with money issues. So the first thing is to recognize and appreciate the differences between the two of you, right? There is so much to learn from the opposite partner, the way that they were raised, the things that we talked about already. You know what? Listen to how they grew up and what they experienced as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult when it comes to money, because there's something that you can learn from them about the way they reacted to money. Maybe they developed very good spending habits, right? Maybe they were good at tracking or maybe they had their own little formula that they used going through university or whatever. Or maybe they didn't have such great spending habits, but they've learned and they've changed. There's so much to just appreciate each other's differences and kind of move on from there. And this will be the start of your money dates. I want you guys to set up a money date with your partner, which is whenever money comes in, right? So let's say money comes in every two weeks. 
then I think you should set up a money date every two weeks. And don't make it on the day that the money comes in. Try and do it ahead of time so that you kind of set up a little bit of a plan for that two-week period. Is there something that you're particularly working on? Is there something that we can talk about the past and what has been spent? Have these discussions, but make it in an environment that is welcoming, that is not condescending, that is not argumentative. You want to be in an environment where you're both enjoying yourself. So maybe that's over a very nice meal. Maybe that is doing your favorite sport. You know, after the sport's done, you sit down, have a coffee, whatever it is. If you're in a good frame of mind, you're going to have a much better discussion about money and you're going to be more willing to listen to the partner's ideas and thoughts. So we talked about splitting things down the line, but what about sharing things? So instead of doing that split down the line because you can't seem to agree, as I said, once you've started this process, you're starting to listen, you're starting to have the money dates, then why not share instead of split? So sharing means why not share a joint bank account where both of your money is being deposited into the same account? There is nowhere to hide then because the money is going in one place, you both have access to it, and you can see what exactly what's happening with the money. So I just forewarn you when you're creating a joint account that it is full access for each person. So if you are in, in a relationship that's not super committed, it can be a little bit dangerous. So don't be so anxious to jump into something like that. You should know when you're ready to do something like that, whether you're married or not or whatever. So just make sure that you're, it's the right timing. However, I think it's a good idea because then you can create goals that will, that will align with one another. And one of those goals can be attacking the debt. So if you're both on the same page, you're both on a mission to reduce that debt, you probably are going to do a better job of it because one person is not going to be spending and the other one is trying to pay off this debt. You're going to have a joint mission to tackle the debt. And I do have a whole mastermind that's going to be coming out soon that talks about debt and how to actually tackle it and pay it down. Sometimes, you know, we're just paying minimum payments and it just is just going in circles and you're not making any dent in the debt. So if you haven't signed up for my newsletter by downloading the guide, then I suggest you get the guide because it's got some great tips in there. But not only that, you're going to have access to the Financial Moment community where I send out newsletters. I give you an update on these podcasts. It's got so much good stuff. You need to be a part of the community and you don't want to miss that mastermind on debt. So the next way that I think you should consider is to not be afraid of compromise. So to give you some background, I've been married this year will be 25 years. It's crazy. (laughs) 25 years with my partner and compromise is tough at times. I'm going to have to say it is tough because if you're a strong-willed person and you are trying to put your opinion out there and they got their opinions and there's no holes barred when you're 25 years in, just saying. It is hard to do that compromise, right? And especially if you think you're right. So it's so hard. So don't beat yourself up about it. It takes work to compromise and to be on the same page, right? Because you can compromise and say, okay, whatever I just give in to you, you know, you do whatever you want. 
but that's not real compromise. The compromise is when both parties feel that they both have won, right? They're both on the same mission. They are both taking the steps together. So I would encourage you to find a way to create that compromise within your relationships so that you can have be on the same page when you're talking about your money issues. And so for those of you that don't know, I am a money coach. So coaches are there to cheer you on, give you the stern discipline sometimes that you need and direction. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. I offer a three 30 minute session where we just chat and talk about your personal situation, what it is you want to accomplish. And then we walk through my plan. And my plan is to get you from A to B. And there's a series of things that I get you to work on. But at the end of the day, I want you to be in a different financial position and on track to making your goals. So again, you can reach me through Instagram, through Facebook. You can send me a DM, a message. You can send me an email. My website is thefinancialmoment.com. And I would love to hear from you. So I hope you've enjoyed this one. It was a little different, right? Kind of talking about our personal stuff, but it's so intertwined when it comes to money that I think it's something that needs to be said, especially if you're going into a big purchase like a home. So take care, guys. I hope you have a great week. And don't forget to, number one, download the guide. Number two, set up some money dates and make sure they're fun. And number three, leave us a review send me a DM. We want to know what you love about the podcast. Have a great day. If you're anything like I was, staying on top of your budget is not an easy task. Paycheck to paycheck would go by and you're no further ahead. For my listeners, I am giving you this free guide that is going to take you to the next level. It's got 10 easy tips to follow to help you stay on track with your budget. Just head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash budget dash tips. Enter your information and you can download this guide right now. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.